Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. F- Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G, with me, as always, the one, the only, Dave Burles Berlin. Say what? Doc, we have made it, man. The world is starting to get regular again. Yeah, a little bit. We're getting back in motion of things. Don't get too comfortable, Doors are opening back up. Don't get too comfortable. People people are going to be going back to work. Don't think it's normal. Nope. Don't we think are it's still doing our thing. We do our thing. It's not normal yet, but we're not normal either. Well, we've never been normal. But Dave, so true. No. Even though some things are returning to normality, Wait, I will what? tell you, I was having some quarantine thoughts the other day. Word. Mm-hmm. You know what quarantine thoughts are? Um, I'm assuming you're just like bored out of your mind. Yeah. Well, it's, it, to... it's those thoughts that no one would ever need to think of, but since you've thought of every normal thing already, you just start to think about weird oh. things. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What you, hit me. What you got? So I was sitting there and I started thinking about Billy Ray Cyrus. Word. You know? Billy Ray mm-hmm. Cyrus. He started popping in my head. And listeners, I know what you're thinking. Well, that's normal so far. Tell me why this is weird. So well, true. Gets a little weirder later. So I was thinking about Billy Ray. Billy is 58 years old. All right? 58 years old. He started playing music when he was four years old. That's a fact. All mm-hmm. growing up, nobody ever really paid attention to his music, right? He just did it as sort of like mm-hmm. a side thing. Nobody cared. In college, he okay. played in a band called Sly Dog. Yes! Nobody really mm-hmm. cared about their music. They didn't make any traction. At one point, while trying to get a record contract, he was living in the back of a friend's car. What? He couldn't even... Wow. He didn't even have a car to live in. He was living in a friend's car, right? Girl, come on! Then, finally, 1990 rolls around. He gets a little bit of traction to get a record deal, right? He gets a mm-hmm. record deal, but still, nobody really cares about him. Nope. He... He finally records an album, releases his album called Some Gave All. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There were a couple successful songs, but really, the only thing that people cared about was Achy Breaky Heart. Sweet. Right? Mm-hmm. Achy mm-hmm. Breaky Heart. Did you hear about Achy Breaky Heart, Dave? No, no. It was before your time, but Achy Breaky Heart went to number one on the country chart. That's right. It went to number four on the overall Billboard charts. It went to number one in Australia. It went to number three in the UK. That album, because of Achy Breaky Heart, sold 20 million copies. Dave. Jesus. If we would have went if we would have went to Mavericks in 1992, if we hopped in a Wayback Machine, they would be pumping that. It. They would have been oh, pumping man. that. Don't break my heart, my achy breaky heart. I just don't think you understand. 
It's such a jam. Not really. Word. But it was a jam. Everybody loved it, Dave. They were jamming. I, I remember for like two years, you couldn't ride the school bus to school without that being pumped out by Rita the bus driver. Right? I would hop on that bus and I'd be like, Rita, you're going to play that, aren't you? You're going to play that jam. And boom, here'd be Rita, you know? In the middle of school yeah, assemblies, yeah. they'd just be like, hey, everybody, we're going to be led by achy, breaky heart. Miss Miller's going to take us through the line dance. And you'd be like, what? Huh? The I thought we were learning how to just say no with McGruff and now we got a line dance? Come on, man. It was a sensation. A sensation, Dave. It swept... 20 million copies. Yes, yeah, swept the world. Wow. Swept the world. And no doubt, Billy had to think, man, I'm going to be the next Elvis Presley. I killed that album, you know? Yeah. He had yeah. to think that. So true. But then his next album comes out, didn't do as well. And then mm. the third album didn't even reach the top 10 when it first came out. Oh. Then the fourth album... Didn't even crack the top 40. Girl, come on! He released five albums after that first album that people could have mm -hmm. cared less about. Nobody listened to him <laughs> after that, right? Literally no one cared. <laughs> then he switched to Christian music. He was like, all right, I'll try oh. Christian music. He released two of those albums. Nobody cared. And didn't listen to those either. Nope. Then he went back to country. He released another album. Nobody cared. Nope. Then in 2007, he went on Dancing with the Stars. He's like, maybe this, this is cool now, right? People care about mm -hmm. this, right? He placed fifth. Nobody cared. Nope. Ah, man. <laughs> By this time, people are starting to know him as Hannah Montana's dad and nothing else. They don't know anything about Billy Ray's past. They're just like, isn't that Hannah Montana's dad? Isn't that who that guy is, <laughs> right? In 2010... Right. He tried alternative rock. He had a rock band called Brother Clyde. Word. Nobody cared about that. Nope. Could have cared less, right? They didn't listen to that. He put out 15 albums in 27 years following Achy Breaky Heart that nobody mm -hmm. cared about. Oh. One album, 20, out, 20 million albums. 15 albums, nothing. Crickets, right? Mm -hmm. Then in 2019... Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X asked Billy Ray Cyrus to be on the remix of Old Town Road. Say what? Oh, yeah. I forgot he was on that. Yeah. And the song goes to number one. The remix goes to number one. It was nominated for Grammys. He won an MTV award. The song has been streamed 800 million times on YouTube. And it's almost a billion streams on Spotify. It was the fastest song ever, ever to sell 10 million hits. Dang. Yeah. It was number one in Germany, Ireland, Netherlands, New Zealand, Norway, Switzerland, and the UK. That's right. All of those. All those places. Billy Ray Cyrus so 30 had... 30 million on two songs. 30 yeah. million records sold, basically. Exactly, exactly. Billy Ray songs. Cyrus had 27 years in between number one hits. He, That's probably how old Miley is. He almost doubled his age. <laughs> that is how old she is. He almost doubled oh his age gosh. while waiting for another hit. 
He waited longer than you've been alive, Dave, to see another true. hit. That is true. I didn't want to say it and make you feel old, but no, that's it's true. All right. It's all right. He went through three different genres before having another hit. It was like, eh? Christian? Hmm. No? Alternative rock? No? All right. Go back to country. Does this work? All right. Country rap. Let's try that. How's that go? Country he, rap. Let's do it. <laughs> he got four... He had four kids, not just Miley, four kids in between hits. Jeez. What Dang. I'm saying, Dave, <laughs> is we all need a little Billy Ray tenacity in our lives. Yeah, a little perseverance. You may have to wait 27 years to get that number one, but it's going to be all the sweeter when you get there. All right? It's, yeah, it's going to be nice. Man, the climb. Yes. 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 Dave, are you ready to fire up this show that's roughly 23 years away from its big hit? I was about to say, we still have a long way to go. A little bit we to go. To number one then. We will be old and haggard, but when we get there, it will be sweet, Dave. Let's fire it up, man. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and lift off. Woo! Woo! Dave, we have a terrific show. We have the none other, somebody that is ascending their climb, Bones, Bones of J.R. Jones on the show. Yes. Heck yeah. Yes, I've been talking about him for a little bit now. He's finally on the Hyping show. It up. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk music. We're gonna get into how he got into the blues. We're gonna talk living in the cat skills. He's got a killer house, mm -hmm. Dave. He's got a killer house. His house, 130 years old. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah. Yeah, and him and his wife have renovated it. And I got to say, they did a classy job renovating Killed it. Killed it. Yeah. Yeah, I told him. It looks like... it. take some notes. It looks like a house on HGTV now. It's crazy. Oh. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Not only that, he's got a killer food locale near his house. It's called Brushland Eating House. Yes! Gonna... Oh, that's I, what he recommended. Okay, I just okay. noticed it. it out. It's uh, it's they were on NBC News, national NBC News, just the other day. Yeah, for being awesome. Uh, well, for for persevering during the uh, quarantine. So true. Persevering. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. We're gonna get to all that, but first, of course, birthday suit. All right. Happy birthday. President. Now, Dave, this birthday suit, I got to get out there first of all. May 13th, mm -hmm. that's a popular one, man. It's a popular oh, one. Good, 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 good. Some some honorable mentions, first of all. That's how popular it is. Okay. I got to give some honorable yeah. mentions. Throw them out there. Robert Patterson, Pattinson, the dude off of Twilight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I don't think he's done much since Twilight, but him... There no, you go. He had like a, a year or two after, and then he just sputtered. It's all right. But give him 25 years. Yeah, you know, exactly. Amen. Amen, Dave. That's the theme. Yeah! That's the theme here now. <laughs> uh, Ronnie Coleman, eight-time Mr. Olympia. Mm. Yeah. 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 Tyron Matthew, the honey badger. Yes! Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Pusha T, the rapper. That's right. Ooh, yeah. Okay, Pusha T. Darius Rucker. Lead singer of Country the Hootie. Singer. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Lewis, the Brown Bomber heavyweight champion, 12 years in a row. Yeah. Dang. Those are just honorable mentions, Dave. Just honorable Ooh, mentions. Man. Yeah. Yeah, so let's get to the first one here. Born on May 13th, 1950, 
in Saginaw, Michigan. Hmm. Our birthday suit wearer was born prematurely, which resulted in retinopathy of prematurity, which resulted in him being blind. At the age of four, he started to sing in the church choir. And then he started to play instruments like the drums, harmonica, and piano. He was signed to Motown Records when he was just 11 years old. And he released two albums, the first being titled Tribute to Uncle Ray. Hmm. Throughout the 60s and 70s, our birthday suit wearer had major hits like Signed, Sealed, Delivered, My Sherry and More, Superstition, You Are the Sunshine of My Life, Higher Ground. Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder is correct. Yes. Stevie. Let me finish it up. Living for the City, Isn't She Lovely, Sir Duke, and I Wish. He sang at the opening ceremony of the Olympics in 1996, at the Super Bowl in 2006, at Barack Obama's inaugural uh, celebration in 2009. He's also had more than 30 top 10 hits. So true. 25 Grammy Awards. That's That's the most ever by a solo artist. He's also in the Songwriters Hall of Fame and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Presidential Medal of Freedom recipient, Mr. Stevie Wonder. Yes. Man, what a resume. Happy birthday, Not Steve. Not bad to have 30 top 70. 10 hits and 25 Grammy Awards. Yeah, turning the big man. 7-0 for Stevie Wonder, man. Feels like wow. he got into music so young, it feels like he's been in there forever, man. You would think he's actually say, older than that. Yeah, for me, it just seems like he's been like a generational guy. Like, yeah. You just think, you literally could say any number. Yeah. Like in a year, in the last 50 years, and he's relevant. Yeah. Like, wild. Well, I mean, you know, 2000s, he plays at the Super Bowl. 90s, he plays at the Olympics. 80s, he had all kinds of Grammys and hits. 70s, he had all kinds of Grammys and hits. 60s, he did. It's nuts. So true. 2009, he's doing it for Obama. I mean, it's... Yeah. Yeah, 70s was his biggest decade, though. I will say, 70s was where he really killed it. That's where he got in the groove and had some real jams. I mean, that's where he had Superstition. That's where he had Higher Ground, Living for the City. Just some of my favorite Stevie songs right there. Now, I will say, though, Part-Time Lover did come out in the 80s, and that's such a jam. Gosh, that's such a jam. So true. Oh, man. I can't sing it right now because I haven't tuned up for part-time lover. I know that's what you're waiting for, but I'm sorry. I was, I was like, I need a little bit for it. I'm sorry. I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to not do it justice. You know, I I fair, feel fair. Really got to do it. Nonetheless, like you said, happy birthday to Stevie. Turning the big seven zero seven zero. Nicely done, Stevie. Have a good birthday, and I know you're blind. Wait, what? Don't worry. I don't believe the conspiracies. Oh, I know you're blind, okay? I'm not falling for that crap. All right. Anyways, Dave, we don't have any stones to unturn this this no, week. Not this week. We didn't have anything. Maybe this week we'll find something we need to follow up on. But are you... Keep you busy. Yes, exactly. Are you ready to rip some headlines? Let's rip it. It's now time for Rip from the Headlines. Got some good ones. Got some good ones today. This first story is uh, from uh, News Channel 6 in Tennessee. 
It's not from Tennessee, but that's where it came from. Uh, Dave, a world record has been broken. Ooh, good. What yeah. What got? Yeah. And it's not that weird this time. Uh, and it was actually for a good mm-hmm. cause. Pretty impressive. Okay. Have you have you we ever like heard of the rapper Watsky? Hmm. I have not. He's pretty popular. I was surprised. Like I hadn't really heard of him. I think I'd heard the name mm-hmm. before, and then I looked him up, and I was like, "Geez, he's got some streams." That's right. He's popular. He's popular, mm. and I mean, and now he's got a world record to his name. So there you go. Right. Watsky decided he needed to do something for his road crew, right? They they weren't getting any money because of the quarantine. So he started a fundraiser, and the catalyst of that fundraiser was he was going to break the world record for longest freestyle. Hmm. Oh, interesting. How long do you think that'd be? Uh, I'm going to say three hours. Up to this last week, before he broke it, the record was 31 hours. Wait, what? Golly, I wasn't even close. So Watsky was shooting for 33 hours, and he went 33 hours, 33 minutes, and 33 seconds. Yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah. I I don't have the mental capacity to do anything for that long oh i gotta be honest uh i watched a lot of the uh a lot of the not a lot of it i streamed through some of it because he streamed everything right he had it on Mm -hmm. several platforms Mm -hmm. and good news Mm -hmm. he raised over a hundred and forty thousand dollars for his road crew so very nice yeah yeah now he was able to take five minute breaks every hour so i mean that just doesn't I mean, it's still very impressive. Yeah, he took he took five minute breaks. Now he collated his. He he checked with the Guinness Book of World Records, and he was like, "If I go for several hours, can I compile those five minutes together and make a bigger break?" And they were like, "Yeah." So I don't know how many mm-hmm. he did. Like, if it was like four hours or what, but he apparently yeah. took one break to uh, eat and one break yeah. to shower, and then. Uh, I was like, really? Shower? Come on. All Not you, use the bathroom. All, all you, well, he he kept going while he was uh while he was using the bathroom. Ew. He had a mic oh, on his gross. on his shirt, so he would just walk in there and go to go to town, man. Now, uh, mm. I wanted to just bring up. Can you imagine? He did this at his his place. Can you imagine if you mm-hmm. were his neighbors? In an apartment with thin walls, <laughs> like dude hasn't really just sh- rapping. Dude hasn't <laughs> shut up for a day and a half. What the <laughs> is he doing in there, man? Yeah, he just keeps rhyming about gibberish. What? The he won't stop. <laughs> it, and, and really, he literally at at a couple points when I was going through it, he just had a dictionary and he'd just start like. He'd go with one word and then rhyme to another and then another word and just like, I mean, just anything and just kept on going about it. And I was just like, man, I I would really, I would, I would be even more amazed if there was somebody that watched the whole thing. I'd be like, Mm. congratulations. You, (laughs) you have nothing to do in your life. Nope. Amazing. All right, Dave. Have you ever been to the Smoky Mountains? Hmm. Uh, that's like in Colorado and stuff. No, no, Smokies in Tennessee. Oh, I haven't been to those either. Oh, that's the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, you're thinking yeah, Rocky. Yeah, I haven't. Yep, nope. 
Smoky yeah, Mountains. I haven't been to those either. Okay, well, Michelle Eberhart went to a mm-hmm. cabin in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, which is in the Smoky Mountains there, with her uh, husband and another couple. And uh, the two dudes, they went out golfing this past Friday morning. And uh, nice. Michelle and her friend, they're sitting in the cabin. When her cabin notices, someone is at the door. Oh. Mm. And by someone, I mean a black bear. Wait, what? And Ooh. it's leaning against the door with all of its weight. And not only oh, is shoot. there one bear, there's three bear bros walking around oh, on the dang. porch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, of course, freaked the ladies out. And before mm-hmm. they could really do anything, the bear knocked in the door just from its weight. Like, it it, it, mm. it it knocked the door in. And so the ladies sprint into the bedroom, locked that door, mm-hmm. and hid. Um, while yeah. they're in the bedroom, Michelle gets the idea, hey, I should call the police. So she calls the police. And the Good police idea. eventually got there, and they scared the uh, bears away from the property. But Michelle mm-hmm. said they took uh, plenty of souvenirs. Hmm. She said, quote, they got five pounds of Reese's peanut butter cups and a pound Dang. of M&M's and two pounds of Sour Patch Kids and two bags of potato chips, two beers, two Diet Cokes, and about 20 Zyrtex, Word. apparently. Man. And Zyrtec is a medicine. Yeah, it's a. I I think it's a heartburn medicine. I'm pretty positive. I'm oh, pretty, yeah, they'll probably need it after all that stuff. Well, I gotta say, it's good. They they got the bears out of the home. First of all, that's nice. Yes! But I think I'm more concerned about Michelle and her friend's diet. Like, yeah, what the, none of that is. Uh, what are they eating? Nutritious. Like apparently they went on this trip just to pound candy and beers. What? At least they were prepared. <laughs> I mean, just in what the bears ate, they had eight pounds of candy. I, wow. Eight pounds. Crazy. <laughs> it's never good when you're talking about how much candy you ate and it's in pounds. Nope. It's not like in a bag, like, oh, I had a bag of M&Ms. No, it's, I had two pounds. Jeez. What? Need a better diet, guys. You're not going to be able to go to the Smoky Mountains if you don't watch out. Jeez. <laughs> they wouldn't eat, They probably didn't even go to go to the mountains. They're just there just to eat hide, candy. hide and eat candy. <laughs> That's just eat candy, man. Dave, our next story is from CTV News in Vancouver. Dave, uh, do you remember in... Uh, it was uh, Naked Gardening Day two weekends ago. Do you remember that? Yep. Mm-hmm. I think I've got something it. even weirder relative to gardening happening in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently in Vancouver, people are illegally gardening. Oh. And and by that, I mean people are just stealing other people's trees. Word. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. So Hugo Hun uh, was getting ready for work. And, uh, you know, his quarantine, so his work's at home. So he's getting ready for work. And uh, he lives in Vancouver suburb, and he happened to pass one of his windows in his house, and out of this peripheral there, he noticed there was a hole in the ground where his Japanese maple tree used to be. Hmm. And he was like, what? And he looked out there, sure enough, no tree. And he was like, I know I had a tree there. Where did the tree go? Well, Hugo... (laughs) 
has a surveillance camera, right? He has one of those mm-hmm. little little surveillance cameras. So yeah. he he checks it out. He runs the footage back, and sure enough, thirty minutes earlier, a dude pulls up in a gray minivan, gets out, opens his passenger door, walks up to the small Japanese maple tree, grabs it by the trunk. And literally rips it out of the ground. Wait, what? He then runs back to his car, throws the tree into the passenger seat, and speeds Mm -hmm. off. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Even weirder is that this isn't the only time this has happened in the past two weeks in Vancouver. Apparently, another tree was stolen from another residence. But... The Vancouver police say this hasn't become a common occurrence. They're not ready to call it a common occurrence yet. Uh, is, then Hugo these, comes like, sell back. Sell them on the black market. Well, so so Hugo comes back and he says he remembers planting this tree himself hmm. because he got it at a local plant sale and it was a crazy steal. It was only a $10 tree. Oh, damn. And I got to say, Dave, there's a lot of weird things to this story. Um, honestly, what is this person going to do with the tree? First of all, like Mm. it's, it's not big enough for wood. Like it's a teeny tree. It's not, it doesn't produce any food. It's not like he stole an orange tree. Like if you steal an orange tree, that's a theft that keeps re-upping every year. You're like, man, glad I stole that orange tree. Fresh oranges, sweet, but like. What does a Japanese maple do? It doesn't do anything for you. You don't get anything out of it. Second. Yeah, just like a white flower, I think. No, not even a white flower. No, all they do is they have nice foliage. Basically, Japanese maples have like a, it's a dark sort of like red all year round, even mm. even in the even in the summer. That's pretty much it. That's okay. it. Nothing cool, right? And mm-hmm. then like... I'm also surprised by Hugo's description of the tree. Like, I mean, who knows going rates of Japanese maple trees that they can be like, oh my God, $10. It's yeah. discounted. Sweet. <laughs> nice. Very discounted there. <laughs> like, and then lastly on that, this whole story was over $10, that means. Hmm. Everything about this was worth $10. That's a fact. The dude driving around finding the tree, ripping it out of the ground, Hugo calling the police, talking to the news reporter, the news reporter writing a story, me finding the story, talking about it on this show for $10. Oh. The bears in the last story ate at least $40 worth of candy, and this so is $10 a tree. <laughs> this is insane. Insane, Dave. Okay, okay, I've got several rapid-fire real headlines here. Sweet. All right, let's go. Okay, uh, the first one, Dave, real headlines here. Uh, this is from ABC Channel 4 in Utah. Quote, five-year-old boy driving his parents' car on freeway pulled over tells troopers he was going to California to buy a Lamborghini. What? That is the headline. Golly, that dude's been playing too much Grand Theft Auto on his PlayStation. It's impressive, man. So, uh, just a follow up on that one. Uh, he was the the patrol uh, the the patrolman thought he was pulling over an impaired driver, 
and he pulls mm-hmm. over the car, realizes the person he pulled over was five. Five-year-old. He, he asked the kid what he was doing, and the trooper told him. He left home after him and his mom had an argument uh, in which his mom told him she would not buy him a Lamborghini. So he I decided... what car he was driving. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was some type of, like, minivan. Um, nice. So <laughs> then the officer says, uh, how much money do you have? And the boy had $3. Hmm. I I got to be nice. honest. I like how the officer actually checked. Like, he may actually have money for a Lamborghini. Yeah, he had like a million dollars. Like, you got, you, do, you, do you have any money? Well, actually, I have $100,000 and a good line of credit. So I was planning on making payments for three years. Oh, my bad. Then it's just the ID. It's just the <laughs> ID we have a problem with. Okay. Second, second, how did this dude reach the pedals? Like, he's five. What is he, Shaq? Like, how do you reach? <laughs> Good there's point. There's no way I would reach and see. Like, that's crazy. It's nuts. I guess he was just guessing, you know? Like, eh, I think I'm on the lines. So Pretty true. Let's give it a shot. Just, Feel my way. Was he like standing and driving? Like, a, a, nah, maybe, know, maybe man. leaning over. Okay, yeah. next headline is from Wall Street uh, Journal. Here, quote: Coronavirus is found in semen of COVID nineteen patients. Ew. Oh God. What? What? Here, just put this in the container when you're done. <laughs> seal it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing when I read this. I was like, who's uh, looking for coronavirus in semen? Come on. Oh, man. What? What? Because, I mean, come on. If we already know it could be transferred through respiratory droplets, who really needs to know about semen? Like, That's kind of a given. You know what I mean? If semen's involved, I'm going to guess respiratory droplets have already been involved. You know? Those have already been exchanged, would be yeah, my guess. That's normally that's, the first step. <laughs> that's the normal process. I mean, it's weird. Weird. All right, here's another one here. Here's another headline. This one's from CNN. Mm-hmm. Quote, Brian May hospitalized after injuring buttocks in, quote, over-enthusiastic gardening incident. Mm. End quote. Very confused by that one. What? So do you know who Brian May is? No, I don't know who Brian May is. Oh, I see what you said there. I see. I see. Nicely done. Hells. Hells. Gardening tools. Brian May is the uh, guitarist for Queen. He's the guitarist Mm. for Queen. And I read the... So he's old. That's a fact. He's pretty old. Yeah, he's pretty old. I read the story, and apparently he put in a post on Instagram, this is the quote. He said, I managed to rip my gluteus maximus to shreds Mm. in a moment of over-enthusiastic gardening. And that's all he said. He didn't say anything else. Now, Dave, I'm just saying this. He posted this on Thursday last week. He said Mm -hmm. it happened a couple days before that. Hmm. It's just speculation, Dave, but we're in the zone of Naked Gardening Day. So true. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm That's saying. That's true, dude. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Look but at I, you. Gotta be, I gotta be honest. How do you rip your butt muscle to shreds? 
What are you doing? <laughs> like, how does that happen? It's a lot Weird, of glute man. activation. Apparently. Apparently. Okay. Last uh, real headline, Dave. Uh, this headline is from the Riverfront Times in St. Louis. Okay. Quote, St. Louis weather is going to be cold AF tonight. Word. Nearly setting a record. End quote. Love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe I don't have the same title policies of the editor of the River Times Front, uh, Riverfront Times, but mm -hmm. maybe don't include acronyms for curse words in your titles. I mean, I know. Keep in mind, keep in mind that suggestion is coming from a guy with a shotgun fart in the introduction to his show. But I mean, I'm just saying, maybe, maybe if you're trying to be a, a reputable news source, maybe don't put it in there. Just, yeah, trying, do, do what you want. trying to get the hip kids. Do what you want. Yeah, yeah. Getting, getting, getting the Zebos in there. Nice. AF. Nicely done. Mm -hmm. Nicely done. Okay, uh, Dave, we got two more stories. We're going to hit them up when we get back. But right now, okay. we're going to take a break. We are going to hear okay, from our man. guest today. This is The Heat by the Bones of J.R. Uh, Jones right here on the Doc G Show.
And we are back here on the Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Dave. Guys, real quick, stop what you're doing. Mm -hmm. It's probably not much right now. Nope. Go download the podcast from whatever podcast download streaming app you use. Yep. Then give us five star rating. We'd really appreciate it mm-hmm. if you did that. Mm-hmm. Write something in there, yeah. a joke that you like that we said. Nice. Or just talk about how soothing our voices are. Yeah, super soothing. Nope. Anything, anything. Yeah. Then nice. Check out the website www.thedocgshow.com. Nice. Got some cool stuff on there. Yes. Check out the Instagram yes. at the Doc G Show. Yes. Doc posts all the good stuff and yes. videos so you can see his face. Yes. And occasionally mine. I trim my beard, you know. guys. That happened. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Quarantine trim. Yeah. yeah. Probably needed. It's probably been two months. Well, I thought uh, since I was going to have to do some interaction with my students, I thought maybe they shouldn't see a hobo. So I I trim my beard, you know? That was that's uh, that that was it. Uh, that's a good call. That's a good yeah, call. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So we need to uh we need to thank the folks that do listen, Dave. We need to do that. So it's time for Let's a little bit it. of shout outs here. Shout here we go. Out. First off, as always, Jacksonville, Florida, shout out to everybody in the in the nine oh four. Yes indeed. Duval. Yes indeed. Columbia, South Carolina, shout out to the eight oh eight oh three. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Shout out to North Carolina. Shout out. And I was correct, Dave. 704. That was it. That was oh, it. Look at you. Yeah, I was Very right nice. on that one. Charleston, South Carolina. Shout out to Charleston. 843. Shout there it is. Out. Dave, I need to look up Dublin, Ireland. I still don't know what they do over there. Do. I don't know what their area. I'll figure it out, Dublin, Ireland. Don't you worry. Probably a decimal point in it. <laughs> Some kind of derivative. There's an integral to get to them. I don't know. It's crazy. Got to solve a differential equation to call them. It's tough. Uh, Mountain Jeez. View, California. Uh, real quick before I get to Mountain View. Dublin's really been killing it, man. They had a bunch of listens again last week. Shout out to Dublin. Shout Thank out. you, Dublin. Yeah, double shout out to Dublin there. Uh, your, your shout outs be Dublin. Oh, uh, nice. Uh, yes. Yes, indeed. Yep. Mountain View, California. Yep. Shout out to those guys in the Bay Area. Thank you. Shout out. Gainesville, Florida. Shout out to the Gators. Nicely done. Shout out. Uh, Ashburn, Virginia. Shout out to Ashburn. Yes, indeed. Genoa, mm-hmm. Italy. Yes, always coming mm-hmm. in. Our Italian connection. Kenner, yes. Louisiana. Shout out to New Orleans. Yes, indeed. Shout out. uh, Barcelona, Spain. Shout out to those guys. And don't worry. Don't worry. London. I didn't forget you. Shout out to London, the UK. Yes, indeed. And lastly, Madison, Tennessee. Shout out to Madison. There we go. Hey, talking Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. Semi-regulars, Dave. Morgan Wallen song. Hmm. Really? Morgan. Talking, talking Tennessee. Okay, I haven't. I'm. I haven't. I haven't got on the Morgan. I, maybe I it's, need to get that, over there. It's that bro country. You know? Oh, bro country. Okay, okay. You know. You know. We don't. We don't. We haven't had any. Oh, yeah. huh? Could you consider Jordan Davis bro country? Would he yeah, be offended yeah. by that? 
No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, then we did have one bro country uh, dude on the show. So there you go. I really like Jordan Davis. He was entertaining, man. Me too. And he complimented my intro for him. So, you know, hats off to him for that. That was fantastic. And got got me excited for like a week after that. That's a fact. Anyways. (laughs) Okay. Semi-regulars. Semi-regulars. Dave, I am happy to report back on the semi-regulars. Hamburg, Germany. Hamburg. There we go. Hamburg. Hamburg, if you want me to call you Hamburg, I'll do it. If that means you staying on the list, you are Hamburg from now on. Hamburg. (laughs) Anyways. Anyways, recent newcomer, Bratislava, Slovakia. They're back. They're back. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice to see them again. Very nice. Shout out to them. Orlando, Florida, of course. They're getting getting pretty regular, Orlando. They might have to go to the regular. like to hear. Yeah. Keep it up, Orlando. Getting that center. Getting that center of the state. Uh, San Jose, California. Shout out to San Jose. Home of Matt Stoney. The Eaters. We like it. Um, Miami, Florida. Shout out to the three, uh, 305, of course. Shout out. Greenville, South Carolina. Shout out to Greenville. Shout yeah. out. Yeah, they came nice. back on the list. Peoria, Illinois. They got a lot of lessons in. Yeah, yeah. There and, you go, guys. Atlanta, Georgia. Shout I almost out. forgot that they had been ATL, regulars, and then they go. fell off a little bit, you know? And uh, yeah, I'm glad to see him back. I'm glad to see him back. Uh, Dirksland, Dirksland, Netherlands. They stayed on. Mm. Nicely done. Nicely done. Guys, keep it up. All right, newcomers, newcomers, Dave. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and let you know. Same mm-hmm. country for both of them. Yep. Ooh. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Abbotsford, Canada. Yeah. Mm, all right. Abbotsford. Abbotsford. Yeah. Way out there on the west side of Canada. Right on the Ooh, United nice. States border. Right on, right on the United States border with uh, Washington. Washington. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Apparently, a uh, large South Asian ethnic population in Abbot- Abbotsford. Yeah. Hmm. I did not know that. Yeah. Over a quarter of their population. Apparently, uh, the ethnicity of Southeast Asia. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty big place. And apparently, while you're there, you need to go to the Golden Ears Provincial Park. Looks like a pretty sweet nature park. <laughs> what? Pretty nice. Cool. That's I have, a funny name. I was about to say I have no idea why it's the Golden Ears. Follow up. Nope. Follow oh up. yes. Yeah, Golden Ears. Where did that name Previously come on from? The Doc G show. It's weird. Golden Ears. It's, uh, okay, not Golden Eye, Golden Ears. Check. Or okay. Golden Club. Thank you for the listens, Abbotsford. Next yes, from Canada. We appreciate you guys. Keswick. Keswick, Canada. Shout out. Yes. Yeah, now this is more on the east side. This is in Ontario. It's about, it's mm. directly over Toronto. It's about 45 miles north, and it's on, it's mm-hmm. on another lake there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It looks because Toronto is such a big city. It looks like it almost mm-hmm. you could almost be like it's a far, far out a suburb. suburb. Like you know, okay. like super far out. But you know, that's yeah. really stretching it. That's really stretching it. Anyways, thanks for all the listens, everybody, and we especially our all of you northern listeners. Thank you guys. Thank you. Okay, Dave. Two more headlines here. 
Uh, the the first headline here is from Derbyshire Live. We've had a we've had a story from them oh. before. Uh, if you remember, that was the uh, sex ed, mm. uh, 101 ways not to uh, have sex with your uh, partner. Word. That was, uh, right. that was from Derbyshire, if you recall. Ah. Um, this one, <laughs> Dave, apparently there's a plague of animals going through Derbyshire, and it's not to the level of locusts that we had in Africa or killer hornets that are coming to America. Apparently... <laughs> Several people Ladybugs. have no, no. Apparently, several people have complained of green frogs showing oh. up in either their toilet or their sink. Oh, oh, they're coming up through the yeah through the pipes. Yeah, jeez. Oh, yeah, homeowners are claiming that frogs have infiltrated the water system, climbing up through their drains. Uh, That's kind of funny. When news outlets contacted Yorkshire Water Controls, they said, uh, mm, water in the area, yeah, could be a breeding in underground water courses for frogs. That could be the case. No problem. Yeah. Just casually, could be breeding in the underground water courses. That could happen. Word. Uh, one woman said, I've always been scared of toilets. In case something comes up and bites me. Now, this has just proved it's now possible. Girl, come on! So, a couple things, <laughs> Dave. Have you True. ever known someone who is actually afraid of a toilet? Have you known someone in this? No, literally nobody. Neither have I. Neither have I. Second, how does a frog confirm that? Like... I don't know a single case of a person ever being injured from a frog bite. Nope. Like, frogs bite like an old 102-year-old dude with his teeth out. Yes! It's not really going to hurt you. You probably wouldn't well, even notice if it was biting your no, butt. You'd be and like, they always run away. Yeah. I, I don't understand people's like fear of frogs. Neither like, do I. Like a lot of girls that I've ran into recently are afraid of them. Yeah. There's like a lot right now. Yeah. And... It's they've all expressed how afraid they are. It's and it weird. Caught me off isn't guard it? a little bit. It's weird. I had one of my one of childhood friends. His mom was extremely scared of frogs, and you know I had a toad growing up. I had a fire-bellied toad. It's it's all green on the top, and then on the bottom it's black and red. It's crazy. It's cool looking. Word. Mm. I had them. I had two of them. I had two of them for eight years. They were they were uh, very old when they died. Those guys, but eight years, yeah, that's yeah. a long life for a frog. Yeah, but she was terrified of them, and I was like, "They're they're cute little fellas. Come on, they're not gonna try to hurt you. What's wrong?" But anyways, apparently in Derbyshire, frightening, frightening frogs. Watch out, watch out, uh, Dave. This next story is from W H D H. Channel 7 in Boston. Okay. Dave, there is one ultimate truth in this world that we here at the Doc G Show know. Hmm. And that is, if you need an ultimate warrior, you mm -hmm. find Guard Lama. Lama. Yes. yes. Yes, Dave. Yes. We all know. You know I know. If you need safety in this world, we turn to a Lama. Well, Dave... It turns out, llamas are more than just bad crime fighters. 
They apparently oh, they do. are also the saviors of the coronavirus. Yes. That's right. Whoa. Yes. The savior we've needed. Yes. Researchers found that a four-year-old llama named Winner has antibodies that block coronavirus from infecting healthy <laughs> cells. Yes. Wow. Yes. So in this case, the quote, Winner is coming, is a good thing, Dave. It's a good thing. So true. Winner is our savior, savior llama. Yes. And unlike... Oh, that's the name of the llama. Let's go. Yeah. And unlike a vaccine, injecting just these antibodies would almost work immediately for immunity. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just set back, Dave. Just set back and appreciate the greatness of llamas. Just do it. Word. Just do it right now. Are I'm you doing back it? right now. Nice. Yep. Oh, gosh, man. There it is. Llamas coming through for us. You go, llamas. Yes. You go. Yes. Dave, it's time. Second birthday suit. Okay. Another biggie. This one may be a little bit hard until the end to get, but okay. you'll get it. Born on okay. May 13th, 1964 in Washington, D.C., our birthday suit wearer was the youngest of 11 children. 11. Jesus. And grew so up in St. Uh, uh, James Island, <laughs> South Carolina. Wait, I think I might have just added the saint. I don't think it's... I think it's just James Island. Yes! I don't know. Okay. I can't remember Either now. way, that doesn't really give it away. No, it doesn't, but I, now I've confused myself. I'm going to have to check at the next break. Yes! Anyways, his father was an immunologist and the dean of the medical school at Yale. Jeez. What? Oh, wow. Yeah. Dang. And he went to South Carolina because he became the dean of M MUSC, the medical school at USC, which is in Charleston. Mm. Sadly, mm. his father and his two oldest brothers died in a plane crash when our birthday suit wearer was 10 years old. Sheesh. Yeah. Yeah. He originally went... What year did you say he was born? In the 64? 64, yep. Mm-hmm. 64, okay. He okay. originally went to Hampton Sydney College in Virginia, uh, but after two years, he transferred to Northwestern and majored in theater. After college, okay. he was hired by the famed Second City Theater, very famous uh, improv sort of acting studio there. That's also where Chris Farley uh, went sort of cut his chops mm. um john okay. belushi also was there bunch of big names in comedy went through second city yes! um he was the understudy to steve carell at second city uh he oh. left second city to relocate to new york started writing for the sketch comedy show exit 57 then he wrote for several shows including a small stint at snl uh, then he was hired on The Daily Show in 1997. He became mm -hmm. so good at being a correspondent on the show that several of the later correspondents said all they did while they were on the show was impersonate our birthday suit wearer. That's right. Uh, in 2004, he was given his own political show on Comedy Central that aired for nine years. Mm. In 2014, it was announced that our birthday suit wearer would follow David Letterman as the host of The Late Show. He has been hosting oh, it. Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert is correct. Yes, indeed. Turning the big Boom. 56. 56 for... Dang. Yeah, Stephen Colbert. 
I had no idea about his father. I had no idea Me that either. his his father was an immunologist and the dean of the school medical school of Yale, which is that makes sense. While well, he's kind of smart, and well, I mean, his dad was very smart, very right. smart. Uh, and then I also didn't know that he died. His dad died like that. Um, wow. Apparently, it, and two, I noticed this when I was writing it down. His dad died. His older his, his dad and his uh, brothers died on nine eleven. Yeah. Oh, sad. Yeah, except it was much earlier than like a random 9/11. different plane. It was seven. Yeah. It was nineteen seventy four when they died. So I mean, you know, when two thousand one happened, no doubt Stephen Colbert was like, "Well, this day already sucked what? for me." You're like, "What the hell?" Now, yeah. now it sucks even more. Like that's crazy, man. Twenty seven years later. But Colbert, man, fifty six. Uh, you know, he's done pretty well for himself. Pretty well. Definitely. His show's doing a little bit better than ours. Nope. Gets a little bit higher nope. ratings. Nope. Few more people watch nope. it, listen to it than ours. But, you know, nope. whatever. Who's counting? Nobody's counting. You know, tomato, tomato. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Exactly. Uh, happy birthday to Stephen Colbert. Dave, we are going to take a break. We are going to hear one more from our guest of honor here, Mr. Jo uh, the Bones of J.R. Jones. This is Sing go. Sing off of his first album. Sing, sing. Sing, sing, won't you sing for me? Beast in your belly, you've got to let it breathe. Sing, how, sing for me? Wasting your body a lot hard, you've got to let it breathe. Breathe on me. Wait a minute. 
Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today we are joined by a fantastic musical artist, the JR part of the bones of JR Jones. JR, how's it going, man? Yes. It's going pretty good. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So first off, I got to ask, uh, how's the quarantine going? Mm. Are you up in the Catskills for the quarantine? I am. I am. Uh, it's going. It's fine. You know, you, you uh, make the best of situation that you can, but, you know, you do. And also follow protocol and be as safe as possible and try not to... Try not to see too many people, I guess, you know, and keep your distance. And so it's just living living your best quarantine, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Th- thanks to Rip Van Winkle, I always think of napping whenever I think of the cat skills. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's like it's ingrained in my head from a kid. I just always, whenever I think of the cat skills, I'm like, hmm. Nice nap. Yeah. It's, a great, I mean, <laughs> it's a great tale. It's a great story. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so you guys, you and your wife, actually, you guys bought a house um, several years ago up in the Catskills, mm-hmm. and it's an old right. house. It's it's a hundred, oh. 130 years old or so. That's right. Wow. Yeah, uh, 1890, well, oh, close to 130. It's uh, 1893. Nice, so, nice. Now, now, you guys mostly renovated it that yourself, right? Yeah, you know, we the you know we were lucky. It, it was well taken care of, and there were a lot of good bones to it. And so, you know, I we did we did we did a lot of renovation but you know a lot of it was just aesthetic more than anything else you know we i took out a few walls and and you know dropped a few ceilings or took out some drop ceilings and you know redid a couple bathrooms but it was nothing like super structural you know yeah. what i mean it was that kind of stuff so it was it's been a lot of fun now now are you almost finished would you say with the renovations or do you still have some oh, things you want to do I, it's uh, no i, I never you know ending it like it's, <laughs> yeah it's never ending you know and, and you know happily the weather is sort of beginning to turn up here so i i find myself outside more than not doing um doing projects outside so i try to alternate seasons between like what <laughs> needs to get done outside and what needs to get done inside so yeah it takes yeah. a long time uh, i uh I gotta say, I saw some pictures of your house in a tour your wife did for a uh, a magazine, and oh. I gotta say, it it already looks like it looks like a house like on HGTV. I was like, I wanna, oh. I, wa- I wanna move oh, in there. These floors look so you. nice. That's, yeah, and, that, just, yeah, that is. Uh, I owe that to my wife. She's, <laughs> she's got a good eye, and uh, and that's very. She's got a good eye, and she's also very particular about what she likes, yeah. <laughs> and makes makes my makes my decisions easy. Yeah, so, yeah, I would, I would yeah. say it's uh, you know leave leave the interior up to someone else. That would be my my yeah. my deal too. I, I usually have a pretty Absolutely. stark interior uh, design eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so now I also heard in a in a interview you did just like a year ago or so, you, you said you were a big fan of Sam Cooke. And I was wondering, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm a huge fan of Sam Cooke, too. And actually, just recently, a couple weeks ago, we had Hollis Brown on the show. And uh, me and their lead singer were talking. And he's his favorite soul singer is Otis Redding. And I was like, I love Otis. So true. And I was like, I just can't, he can't top Sam for me. And yeah. I was wondering, do you listen to music when you do home projects? Or is it a, is it a silent operation for you? Do you have some Sam in the background, or is it a silent uh, operation? You know, I, 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 it's funny. I, I had this conversation actually the other day with my wife. I actually don't listen to too much music while I'm working. I feel like just, just because it's, I, 
just trying to focus on the task at hand. You know, yeah. I, I, I love Sam Cooke, uh, as, as you were talking about, but I, I usually reserve that for something for me to relax to at the end of the night, you know, yeah. to or have a drink to or something like that. You know, we'll put Sam Cooke on or it's, any of those old soul and gospel singers really, really it, help me unwind. It's a little bit of hollowed ground for you. You don't want to ruin, yeah, you don't want to ruin either. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to ruin that, the music yeah, or the work. Association. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, my brother's the same way. I, I have a tendency to just let music float into anything. Pretty much everything yeah. I do, I just sort of listen to music regardless. And, you know, honestly, a lot of the time it sort of falls into the background. It's sort of like a, a heartbeat almost. You don't even notice that it's there, so... It, it's, yeah, it's gonna say it's funny, you know, just because I feel like I mean, well, I mean, you're you're on the radio, so but you're you're kind of inundated with music, I guess. But you know, it's funny. I I think part of it for me is that because it is what I what I do, and I'm always yeah. seeing live music, and I'm always kind of saturated by it. Yeah. I I actually really do sort of cherish the points in my life where I can just have quiet, you know, <laughs> like where I, I don't feel don't feel that constant need of that the active energy of having to listen to something, I guess. Well, it, um, it definitely comes in waves as far as, like, appreciation. Mm-hmm. Like, as, mm-hmm. as far as actually me tuning into it and being like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. They did that. And then just me being a sort of non-active listener and it just being mm-hmm. on, you know? Cause yeah. It, it, and, yeah. And, like, for great bands that I really like, like Sam Cooke and, like, you know, like, Eagles, I'll go back and all of a sudden I'll just be like, man, I feel like they were underappreciated, yeah. you know, and it's just like, and I just, it, it, it comes back and all of a sudden you go back, you look at it. So yeah, I, I can understand though. Everybody needs a, needs a pause from it and uh, focus on something else. Uh, something I noticed actually as well, I noticed on Instagram uh, during this quarantine, uh, you had some pretty mean-looking oysters from a place called uh, Brushland Eating House. Brushland, yeah, yeah. Brushland Eating House. Those are yeah. So you know, we it's a small, the tiny town I live in up here, and there's a few towns you know within ten minutes, fifteen minutes, and they're all they're all of equal size and proportion. And so there's not there's only really only you know a handful of restaurants uh, that you can get to within a twenty half twenty minute half hour drive and. That particular one is a, is a favorite of ours, and it's run by a good friend of our good friends of ours. And just like every other business in the country right now, they're kind of um, trying to deal trying to deal with obviously the, the this pandemic, and and but also keep their doors open. Um, and so they have resorted to doing like biweekly barbecues, yeah. and grilled oysters, and craw. We had a crawfish boil there the other day. And they raise money for their staff, basically, which is wonderful. You know, nice. It's basically donation-based, and, you know, you don't get out of the car type thing. It's window service and stuff like that. So it's it's interesting, but it's a, it's a wonderful reprieve from sort of like being trapped in your house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. I, t- I took a look at their, their site and, like, their food, and I got to be honest, yeah. I, I want to I party at Brushland. Yeah. Like, I... You got to... Hey, if you ever come up to this area, they, I mean... I don't know if you're a cheeseburger fan or not, but they have yeah. one of the best cheeseburgers. The one can flip, find, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw and, that, uh, and I was like, "That's yeah. that's got my eye right there." And the, I mean, the just the barbecue that you were talking about, as far as weekly, and just I mean, it just looked too like it just had such a good ambiance. I was like, I just sort oh, of, it's great. I sort of want to just hang out there and just watch them do what they do. Like I and you do, you know, <laughs> and, and it's that's and that's and that's a nice thing. Like I said, the community up here is. It's Pretty special. So nice. we all take care of each other, and uh, we all kind of uh, uh, are trying to do good things. Well, well, I usually ask the guest on my show if I'm coming to your town for a night, 
where I should eat. I'm guessing you would tell me Brushland, or is there somewhere else along with it that no, you would I mean, tell Br- me? There's Brushland is definitely would be at the top of the list. Uh, you know, there's definitely there's the other spots depending on the mm-hmm. day of the week because you know it, it gets quiet around here uh, during the week, and so the hours for some of these restaurants. They're tough to pin down. Yeah, you know, sometimes they're open from Wednesday to Sunday. Sometimes they're open Thursday through Saturday. Uh, but uh, Brushland would be up there. There's another really great spot called Table on Ten mm. uh, that does like homemade, uh, uh, you know, brick oven pizza and stuff Ooh, like that, which is nice. just out of, out of sight. And, yeah, uh, just like really, really fresh uh, produce and good stuff like that. So nice. Yeah, man. there's no, there's no, there's there's lots of good options for sure. Well, now that I've brought up a hundred things that aren't about music, let's let's talk some music, yeah. man. Uh, <laughs> you got it. So, have you uh, you've been doing? I've seen you've done a couple of online shows uh, since yeah. uh, quarantine started. How how have those gone for you so far? They've been good. You know, it, it's a it's a it's a it's a different format, obviously, <laughs> without getting into the obvious. You know, so it's it's a. <clears throat> You don't. You don't have. I. I always really enjoy live shows because you really do feed off the energy of the crowd and what's oh, yeah. happening around you. And like, and you know, and um, it is definitely. It's, it's sort of a surreal experience to just, just sort of literally play to no one, you know, and yeah. and get done with a song and then um, have silence, you know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, but it's but it's been fun. That ter- you know, as far as like viewership or however you want to call it, it seems to be pretty engaging. And yeah, um, I've done. I think I've done four now, and I got two more coming up on the horizon. But nice. you know, I've done a few. Two, two of the four have been for charities, um, uh, just local hospitals, and then like restaurants down in New York City, and then first first responders and stuff like that. And it's been, and that, and that, and those shows have always been a lot of fun because you raise you raise a lot of good money for some good causes, and uh, it's just it's just it's it's a good it's a good good way to feel active and uh, get the creative juices going when you're kind of feeling stuck at home for sure now have you have you uh looked at any sort of the live comments during the the show have you looked over at the screen to see what people are saying uh, i try i try to i try to not okay do uh, it's, it's, it's very tempting you know <laughs> but um it's it's I'll, I'll go back and i'll read and i'll read after yeah. the show you know? yeah yeah uh, but but during live, if it's live, I try to just keep it. I try to keep it as much of a live show as possible. The the same feel and that they get at yeah, a concert. Absolutely. Yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Well, so. I've I've heard the uh, first sort of music that got you into music growing up. You had a tape of Bruce Springsteen, Born in the USA. Oh, yeah. Yeah, such a killer album, man, and, and a killer song. Oh, yeah. Like I can still go back to that song and just that driving snare at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Just oh my gosh, so good. Yeah. And I, I thought you know you're talking about your musical life that I, I've seen you talk about. You know, going from punk growing up to to the blues that you play now, and the sort of connection. You know that that angst in in the music, yeah. and you know the the boss he has it. He has it on Born oh, in the does. USA. It's there. I mean, yeah, that's does. that's what's there. And I was wondering if you ever sort of thought about that as far as the connection that sort of drove you through all sort of those three phases of, of music with, with the additive boss. You know, that's, that's interesting. I, 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 I guess it's, it's always, like you said, always been like the undercurrent to it. Um, I guess I've never really connected those dots as we are right now, you know. But, yeah, I mean, I you go back, like, you know, I... 
as we said, Born in the USA was a, was my favorite album growing up. Um, in and then kind of I explored the rest of the rest of his work later on. Yeah. Or, you know, later and like the uh, Nebraska album. You know, mm-hmm. the river. Uh, you know, like all that stuff is. You you look at the lyrics and they they are really political and they speak to a, a point in our culture, mm-hmm. but a message. You know, and I and I do think they definitely have that same sort of same sort of angst. Oh yeah. You know that you're uh, that that was part of, the, or at least some measure meant to the punk rock that I was listening to and even the blues for sure. Yeah. Would yeah. you say Bruce is still uh, sort of in your your pantheon of artists for you? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, any anytime he puts a record out, I'll definitely give it a listen, you know. Um and I and and he's still and he's still prolific, you know. Oh yeah. Um Have you I ever think, had the pleasure of, of meeting Bruce? No, no. Do you no, think I, you'd I, be able to play I, it cool? I think so. I think so. There's, <laughs> there's only there's only one or two artists that I think that I that I would really geek out of geek, or really just one or one or two one living for sure. Who, who's but, that? Uh Oh, Tom Waits. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I can see that. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, Tom, you know, I think I think part of that is just just the the mystery that is Tom Waits, and he he was also equally kind of paramount to me uh, at a point in my life. Um, and uh, but yeah, and you know, Bruce Springsteen obviously is, is I would love to meet him. Oh but, yeah, uh, I, I I his his earlier stuff for me is what really resonates with. Oh yeah, at this point for sure. Yeah. Well, I uh, I heard you 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 learned how to play piano from a young age. Your mom made you uh, learn the piano at six. But what got you into guitar? Because I mean, you know, that was obviously that's I, your main uh, mode of music yeah. right now. You know, I, I don't even know because <laughs> uh, you know I have always loved music and I've always played music to some to to some degree. But yeah. uh, you know, I I actually wanted to play the bass guitar. Oh. Um, that's not that's not the yeah, usual yeah. track of things. No, no, you know I think I you know I heard I listened to U two was also in, in my realm growing up and yeah man those simple ba- just driving bass lines mm-hmm. you know they kind of like kept kept the flow of that of those songs going as what really drew me to that and I you know and and I tried to learn the bass and I was I was a pretty small kid. Um, and I actually remember going to a teacher and they said I was too, they said I was too <laughs> small to, to, to start learning the bass. And so I, uh, kind of drew my, started refocusing my attention on the guitar. No, oh, God, I got to play the guitar. I know. Oh, lame. I know. It's <laughs> funny, isn't it? How that, and then, it, and then that's just what it became after that without any questions. So but, I, don't, I don't know. At least you weren't like, uh, you know, so small that they were like, eh, here, here's a ukulele. Learn how to play this. Yeah. That's all. You, that's, <laughs> yeah. Here's a mandolin. That's yeah, all you got. But, but who knows where that would have gone, I guess. Yeah, you know? so, it's true. You would have, yeah. you would have started going down Hawaiian music. Although I don't know. Yeah, exactly. That, that, the angst doesn't flow in Hawaiian music, really. We're, we're, we are going to break, we're going to uh, break ground in a new genre. <laughs> <I> think, <it laughs> sounds, Angst, know. angsty Hawaiian. Yeah, that, uh, angsty yeah, exactly. island music. That would be weird. Exactly. That's a fact. Um, <laughs> So you went to college, and somewhere around that time, you got an Alan Lomax blues compilation album. It was actually uh, like a Roots comp. So like it was a four disc, four or five disc set, and mm-hmm. you know Alan Lomax did a lot of field recordings. Yeah, oh yeah. They had they had it they had it splitting up to different genres, but you know there was definitely old country, old blues, old gospel, old Zydeco, old like basically all nice. all like the true truly Americana traditional music. That uh, that he happened to capture during the 30s and stuff like 30s and 40s. Yeah, so, um, 
uh, yeah, man, that, that just rocked my world. And I still listen to that stuff. I love it to death. Now, I, I heard that, that Blind Lemon Jefferson, he was the... He he was the was he the best artist on there or the artist that attracted you the most to that album? It was the first. It was the first. He was the first artist. I mean, he he's great, but he was the first I heard. You know, okay. he was the one that um, uh, was played over. You know, in a uh, in a dorm room some some late night. Man, and uh, who pulled and that out like, in the dorm room? <laughs> oh. Oh God, she she was such a funny girl. Uh, her name was Sonia. But <laughs> <laughs> I got I got it. I mean, like, hey, we're hanging out. Hey, let me play some blues from seventy years ago. Yeah, Hold on, just a second. Let me, let me <laughs> about this nineteen twenty nine. That's an interesting that's, lady right there. Yeah, well, she had to taste the music, and uh, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so that was the first. That was the first time I ever was truly exposed to that to that uh to that moment you know nice. in history and it just 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 i never look back i guess yeah I, i've always i've always thought when i hear uh musicians like blind lemon jefferson like why was everyone blind in that era like, <laughs> yeah i mean yeah you, what happened what you, was going on? you got blind yeah. lemon jefferson blind willie mctell blind willie johnson blind boy fuller blind joe reynolds blind blake like i was just like did they assign you a guitar when you were blind like oh yeah. here, here's what yep. you're gonna do this is it like it's just but they were all so good i mean it is it's, it's they were it's so impressive um now, it was a good while from the time that you discovered those blues artists till the time that you started performing blues. You had a long, you know, era of sort of saturating yourself with that uh, music. Yeah. Did you, you start know, uh, playing by yourself immediately, or did it take you a while before you started picking up the guitar and playing it? Well, I think, you know, there were, I think there were a lot of elements that kind of contributed to it. I, I was in school at the time, and... A lot of my a lot of my free time was eaten up by just homework and studies and yeah. um, uh, and so I really didn't you know you know I think I don't think I really started sitting down and studying that music musically or uh, myself as a, as a guitarist uh, you know until four or five years after I was probably kind of listening to it nonstop yeah. I guess and um, so it was just a matter of. Yeah, and then and I think what really was the the, the 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 hitch the hitch pin on it was that you know I was at I was upstate at the time doing graduate work, and I really didn't know anybody that I lived around, lived near, and mm -hmm. nobody played music, and so I kind of had a lot of I had a, I had a more time on my hands, so <laughs> a lot more alone time, and, yeah. Uh, uh, just sat down and started playing music again. Nice, nice. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I know you get this all the time. Uh, but you're not exactly what people picture when they hear your songs. Uh, you, <laughs> no, I don't. You you don't you don't really have that same look that your sound is. And have you ever shown up to a gig and they didn't believe you were the bones of J.R. Jones? Like, has that ever no. happened? No, no. They uh, generally, you know, definitely not. Definitely not like the clubs. They don't. They don't. They don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever, but, uh, get up there, play. We don't care. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Just be on time. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, I, I will, it'll be the occasional comment from somebody that was, you know, was, was shocked to see, see, see who I am. Yeah. Um, when, they, when they come to see me live, I guess, you know, so. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's always funny, you know, you never, 
You never can tell, I guess. <laughs> it's, 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 don't so don't judge a book by its cover, man. Don't judge a book by yeah, its exactly, cover. Yeah, exactly. So you had a show way back, uh, a little bit over a decade ago, not particularly nice night, not a great venue. You didn't really feel like doing the gig, but you did. And afterwards, a guy came up to you and says he really digs your music and wants to help your art in any way he can. Yeah. Yeah, that, now, was, that was a wild night. Now, so. this uh, this this actually spurred your first album. I mean, eventually, it sort of snowballed its way towards that first album, the the uh, the wildness. Um, mm-hmm. Now, be honest. When he first came up to you, were you like, "Oh man"? Now, on top of this crappy gig, I've got this crazy guy talking to me. Like, <laughs> did, did, I mean, because like I thought about it, and I was just like, "How?" weird would that be like you know five you know five people in a in a uh a performance and then there's one guy's like hey so i want to help you with your career and you're like oh, yeah okay yeah it was it was it, you know it's funny i you know i i loved i love chatting with people after the show and stuff like that and i was extremely green and young you know at this point i think i'd had only been doing it for about a year or a year and a half and yeah hadn't recorded anything and just really trying to getting trying to hone in on my sound and who I want to be as an artist. And as you said, you know, it was a crappy, super cold, rainy night, Wednesday night. And mm-hmm. I played a very small cafe. It was a two hour drive from where I was living at, oh. point at that time. And, you know, and I was like, why am I doing this? <laughs> um, but you know, this guy, this, this fella came up to me afterwards and we started talking and I've, I've had conversations that were similar to this in the past. Yeah. Where someone has offered help and you just kind of take it in stride and you're gracious and you're like, great, that's wonderful. Thank you. You know, if you're, I appreciate it, and if there's anything you really want to do, let's let's continue this conversation. Yeah, you know, uh, through email or on a phone call, or set up a point to actually talk about this. Yeah, um, and it and it and it, and he was sincere, you know. Yeah, was, um, which is it was which was um, a, an amazing surprise. Yeah, um, at the time, and um, yeah, you know, it definitely kicked me out the door, so to speak, and got me got me got. Oh, it got me talking to you. You know, eight yeah. years down the road now. So I, yeah. here I am. Because so. you're usually mm-hmm. like, oh, you've probably had too much to drink. If you remember yeah. this email yeah. here, enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, uh, you've had a lot of great gigs over the last decade, and I saw you mention one in particular in an interview that that stuck out to you. You were playing a sold out show at the Water Rats in in London. And oh yeah! It was one of the first gigs you saw everyone singing your songs back to you. How'd that feel, uh, especially in London, considering you're thirty five hundred miles away from your home? It was. It was. I mean, it was surreal. You know, it was definitely. Um, uh, I think. I think the best part is that it was. It was completely unexpected. I was really nervous. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the show itself, because I had never played London, yeah. and the water rats, the water rats happened to be historically, you know, it, Bob, it was Bob Dylan's yeah. first stage, you know, in London, and um, and so there's a lot of just a lot of story around that stage and stuff like that. And so I really had no, I didn't know if anybody was coming, I didn't know what was going to happen, and, um, and just and just you know to have to have that sort of I don't know embrace. You know, from from a crowd that I did not know and had no history with, yeah. was 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 overwhelming. You know, it, it, was, it was something very special. That's got to be amazing. I mean, you don't even really know how many fans you have in the country, and then all of a sudden they're singing your songs back to you. It's uh, it's, it's definitely yeah. got to be <laughs> surreal. <laughs> and the scariest part is that they know the words better than I do. So that's that's <laughs> always 
<laughs> it's 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 like it's like a teacher showing up to a bunch of random students and the students actually studied for the test and they know everything exactly. the teacher's like what exactly. you guys actually know, know this <laughs> weird all right um now mm-hmm. I, i've heard you speak uh for years actually bringing up the idea kicking around the idea of adding people to your performance because everything you do is pretty much solo you, you know you yeah you, you do the percussion you do the uh harmonica you do the guitar uh are you still thinking about adding people or have you at this point said oh, you know I what am. solo I am. I i am definitely you know and um this i just this, there's an ep that i'm trying to uh release uh coming up here and it's and it's it's there's very little blues on it actually it's like mm. more definitely folk folky um kind of like a western western vibe to it uh and it's in it and i feel like i kind of designed these songs this new batch of songs anyways to be contained enough that i can maybe take a, a very trimmed down three piece out on the road with me or something like that you know nice. the, the biggest the biggest balance between all of us is is like I I never set out to be a one person show. Yeah. Um, uh, it was it was one of those things that kind of kind of came part of it was a necessity, I guess, because you know every as a as a creative or a musician or an artist, or whatever, you always want to you're friends with a lot of musicians or whatever, yeah. and you you always want to pay them what they're worth. Yeah. And you never, I you know, I never want to I never want to rely on someone's generosity to come out and be on the road with me for three weeks to play for you know pennies yeah so i i'm trying i'm i hopefully getting to the point now where i feel like i can support at least you know one or two people on the road with me for a limited time and pay them what they're worth so that's that's always you you know you want to rising tide raises all ships yeah that'd be that'd be fantastic well uh, speaking, yeah. uh, you know that switch over a uh, folk. Uh, uh, actually, you recently did a tour before we had to stop touring there with uh, Jared Dickinson for some shows. Yeah, whom we actually had on the show about uh, a month ago. And uh, you know me, I just I was just talking about food. I, I talked to Jared about going to the H and H restaurant, and he said you guys went together in Macon oh, yeah. to the H and H restaurant. And he was a pretty big fan of his Red Dog experience. How did you like yeah, the H&H? Yeah, he, he, he went for it, which I really appreciated <laughs> you know, that morning. I mean, the food, God, Macon, Macon is, a, is a great little town, and um, uh, the show was a lot of fun and good people, but the H&H was, I think, the highlight <laughs> through Macon. It was, it was, the food was amazing, and uh, uh, it was, it was, it's a nice. As it's funny, as a musician, you don't really get to enjoy the towns as much as you would like to. Yeah. Uh, when you visit them, you know, the best thing you can hope for is maybe finding a spot for breakfast the next day. Well, um, you found a good one. And yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was yeah, Jared. Jared's great. Jared's a good buddy, and he is uh, helped tour him a lot more. Nice, nice. Well, you've you've had four albums. Uh, the most recent one being uh, ones to keep close. And uh, mm-hmm. it seems like one ones to keep close was a little different musically, and it was a different process recording it than your other albums. Uh, looking back on it now, it's two years, about two years old, uh, or released. Um, how do you feel with the product and the response? You know, it's funny. I, I um, that I don't know. I, I I think it's a great album. I love I love I love what we did on it for sure. Um, I think a lot of it was truly. Uh, me trying to 
trying to be less afraid of experimenting, I guess, and exploring different genres. Um, well, toe the line of knowing what I wanted to communicate, I guess. You know? Yeah. And, um, the process, the process was it was much more collaborative with my buddy Rob, who uh, produced the record, mm -hmm. and um, I, I look back at it and I think it's great. You know, I definitely I, I try not to. I try not to look too much in the rearview mirror because everything is just reflective of a point in history. You know? Oh yeah. And, um, and what excites me is always about what's what's happening next. And if if I scratch that itch creatively <laughs> with a record, great. That's where it lives in that moment because I felt satisfied with it. And then you know, six months down the road, I'll probably be someplace else. Nice. And you know, it's, it's tough to judge. It's tough to judge things with that. I feel like with that in mind i guess yeah well speaking of that uh, scratching that itch as far as creatively you were just talking about working on an ep how how far along mm -hmm. are you in that process well it's it's done oh um, wow which is great uh yeah i mean i'm it's it's, it's been done <laughs> um uh but you know the as life has as ha has it you know this this whole thing that's happening right now has, yeah. has kind of pushed everything back and um i'm trying to be a little more patient with it uh, uh, releasing it and try to find, I've released everything independently up to this point. Yeah. And I really, I've really been, I would love some support, I guess, whether try, trying to find a label or whatever it might be, a distributor mm -hmm. to help me out. Um, just, just to get it, to get it to the audience that I think it deserves, I guess. And, um, so I'm trying not to, uh, rush into putting it out just, just for the sake of putting it out, I guess. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. And you said it's, it's more, of a folk feel is this still predominantly you on all of the uh all, on all yeah, of the instrumentation yeah, sure. i mean it's, it's definitely it's definitely more tuned back mm -hmm. uh than once to keep close you know it's it's mainly you know a lot of acoustic guitars and that kind of stuff and so i i worked on it with my buddy kiyoshi who's a who um who i played with live yeah <clears throat> quite a bit when i can and um um yeah it's it's definitely just a little more down temp down tempoed which is and more restrained nice uh, uh, so yeah good stuff man well we're looking forward to Thank it you. coming out we're uh yeah me too we're, we'll wait to see when it comes out man i'm excited well jr i want to thank you for coming on the show today man it's been a pleasure talking to you oh. Yeah, likewise, man. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Ben. Awesome. Listeners, you can keep up with everything Bones of J.R. Jones on thebonesofjrjones.com, or you can follow him on Instagram at thebonesofjrjones. Right now, let's take a listen to the drop right here on the Doc G Show. Everything that you need And how I gonna save yourself When I put my loving bag on that shelf Go on and break your back on me Cause I know I'm playing for keeps No, I ain't unkind You just wasted all my precious time Stop! 
look at the top Honey, that's my big drop Don't be looking round Cause I ain't gonna slow you down No, I ain't come for you No matter how to holler you do No matter you've got to know Here on the Doc G show, you just heard a little bit more of the Bones J.R. Jones. That was off of his most recent album. That was The Drop. Yes! Thanks again mm. to Jr. for coming on the show. Yeah, Dave, thank as, you, sir. If I was as I was telling you, man, you gotta hit up that we gotta hit that brushland eating. It's Yeah, man. Hang out with the locals. It just it, it 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 just seems it just seems so cool. It's like I told him. It's just this ambiance that you're just like. That's right. Just give me a burger and let me sit in a corner and, and watch you guys. And not in a creepy right. way, <laughs> but in a cool way. You know? Just like let you do what you want to do. Uh, very cool. One flip burger. We got to try it. So now, Dave, now we got to go South Carolina. Then we go up to uh, Raleigh. Then we go up to New York. Then yep. we go upstate New York to the Catskills. Mm -hmm. Then we come yep. back down Rhode Island and then Maine for the old fat lesbians. Sweet. There you go. Yes. There you Boom. go. Perfect. That's our, that's our trip so far. We might have to, you know, this is what I'm thinking. We might have to do, if we keep getting some on the East Coast, we might have to do a tour up and a tour down when we come back down, hit a couple other spots, you know? We're, we're not opposed. No, no. And by the way, James Island, no saint. No saint. Just James. There you go. James Good Island. Job. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. I did. It was tough research. Tough. I looked at a map and was like, you're a moron, Ben. I looked at a map. James. James Island. All right. Thanks. Thanks to Bones and J.R. Jones for coming on again. Dave, it's time. Last birthday suit. All righty. 
Okay. Okay, this one, easy. Yes! Easy and topical. Easy okay. and topical. Born on May 13th, 1961 in Trenton, New Jersey. A birthday mm-hmm. suit where his father left the family at a young age, and with that, his mother moved the family to Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. Our birthday yeah. suit wearer was an outcast in school, while his two sisters did exceedingly well in sports and school. His sister, Deborah, ended up winning two national championships with Louisiana Tech in basketball. Jeez. Yep. When our birthday suit wearer graduated high school, he had no prospects. No idea of what he was going to do, so he started working at the Dallas airport. At the age of 19, he grew 11 inches to the the height of 6'8", and he got a chance to play basketball at Southeastern Oklahoma State University. There you go. He averaged 25.7 points a game and 15.7 rebounds a game. In 1986, he was drafted by the Detroit Pistons, 27th overall. Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman is correct. Yes, indeed. Very topical. The Worm ended up playing 14 seasons in the NBA, two championships with Detroit, uh, three championships with the Bulls, Two-time All-Star, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, seven-time rebounding champ, and was inducted in the Hall of Fame in 2011. Yes. Dennis. Also, side note. Side note, I didn't know this. He was the commissioner of the Lingerie Football League in 2005. Wait, what? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, there you go. Side note for Dennis. 2005 Lingerie League. Nice. Nice. Dennis, man, one of my favorite, just inspiring to watch, man. Yeah, I, definitely. He, he might have been even more like, you know, uh, he he was theatrical on the Bulls. He, he, mm-hmm. he did a lot of drama. He got in the other person's head, you know. Uh, he was great right. at doing that. Carl Malone, he completely got into Carl Malone's head. Yes! He completely got into Shaq's head. Yes! Like he had already won games against both of them before they even started playing because they are they just were battling emotionally with him before they even start started the game. Um, mm-hmm. But w- when you go back and you watch him on the Pistons, oh man, that's right. The the motor of that dude. The motor, yeah. like he just didn't stop. The early twenties motor, yeah. He just didn't stop, and he had asthma, and he still was just a freight train <laughs> up and down the 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 court, man. I mean, there's this one, this one uh, uh, sequence, this video sequence where he's playing against uh, Charles Barkley, and Charles Barkley's on the Sixers, and they like battle for this rebound. He uh, starts dribbling down the court. Somebody steals the ball from him, takes it back the other way. Rodman chases down the ball to the person they passed it to, blocks the guy, and then throws it back down the court. It's nuts. Like, just, he just didn't stop, man. He just, he just had another gear. It was very, and like, I mean, he did it all for, he did it all for the team. There are no points. So true. I mean, ESPN's been posting uh, nonstop on on Instagram because of the Last Dance. All of his crazy mm-hmm. games where he had mm-hmm. like thirty six rebounds and zero points. What? 
and like 40, 40 rebounds, zero points. And you're just like... Those what? are some of his career highs. Wow. You, well, like, you know, I mean, 40 rebounds, zero points. Yeah. No points. He didn't even care about scoring. Yeah. Didn't have to even touch the ball on the offensive side. It was such such a such a player, man. Such a player. Dennis Rodman turning 5'9". Turning 5'9". Five, 5'9". Nine. Five, nine. Five, nine. Yeah. Man. Almost, Happy birthday. Almost hitting 60. That's crazy. That is crazy. Don't party too hard, Worm. Fantastic documentary, by the way. I mean, The Last Dance is great, but uh, his documentary by itself, the Rodman documentary, very good one oh, on ESPN. I'll probably have to watch that after, uh, it's, after I finish this last dance. That's yeah, right. it's really good. And The Bad Boys, 30 for 30, both of oh, them. The Bad Boys is solid. Yeah, yeah. They go they go into a pretty good deal on, on Rodman. Essentially, you can think of his documentary as a, a extension of that. Oh, my gosh. I've got yeah. sidetracked going on about Dennis Rodman forever. Good <laughs> Lord. Uh, happy birthday, Worm. Uh, okay, Dave. Show's coming up. Let me give you a quick rundown. Yep. Gangster Grass. Fantastic Ooh. Gangster Grass is coming on. They had the theme song for the show Justified on FX. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, theme song. Yeah, pretty pretty cool. I don't know if we've had a theme song band. I don't know. If I've never. It's pretty exciting. Oh. It's pretty exciting. I thought you were going to say, I don't know if I've ever had a theme song. I've well, never had a theme song. I haven't had a theme song. No, that's true. That is a true statement, but that wasn't what I was going to say. Now, I mean, you know, you know me and you, our favorite theme song, Law and Order. But I mean, you know. <laughs> who can top Hard that? Hard to top that. Who ever. can top that? Come on now. But uh, we've got Gangster Grass coming on. We've also got the fantastic uh, A Thousand Horses coming on. Uh, nice, that's going to be nice. at the start of June. Fantastic band there. And then also, who am I forgetting? I've got one band that I shouldn't be forgetting that I am. Hmm. Is it going to come to me, Dave? I don't know. Nope. I'm trying to think of know, it. No, man. Come yeah. on. I'm trying to pull it out. I got Three, no. two. No. One. No. All right. It'll be a surprise for next week. You put you put the pressure on me. It was too much with that. I couldn't think. Girl, come you on. Started counting down. I was like, I don't know. Oh, I'll think of it. Leave you on suspension, guys. Okay. Until next week, I've been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the one, the only, Dave Burles. Berlin. Say what? Stay safe, listeners. We'll see you next week. Whew. Keep social distancing. Things are opening up. Keep social distancing. Got to keep it. Mike Wear and the mask. Moon Pies. I just thought of it. Mike and the Moon Pies. Boom. That's who it go. is. He's clutch. There you go. Coming on from straight out of Austin. The fellas will be on the show. I'm very excited. All right. Until next week, guys, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity doo dah.